You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's featured guest is William Adams. Welcome, William. Hey, Bernie. How are you? Good to see you again. Doing great. Great to see you. And thank you for joining me here on this episode of the podcast. I want to talk about something that you have a lot of knowledge and insight in, and that is that it's it's a quantifiable method that you came up with, and you call it the net happiness score. I love that name, the net happiness score. And it monitors the morale of our call center agents who are working from home. So what I want to discuss with you, William, is how did you come up with it? First of all, what is it? What is the net happiness score? How did you come up with it? And how are we using it at i But first, let's just begin with your introduction. Tell us your backstory. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Bernie, I started working with i uh, I want to say probably roughly nine years ago. And surprisingly, um, my first day at i was in the Philippines. So I onboarded in the States. I moved here quick after. Um, when I moved here initially, I was on, I, I did a lot of uh, work within the financial um, segment. And then soon after, I swiftly after, I guess I should say, I moved over to the telecom side of the business. And so um, I've been here for nine years. I live locally here in the Philippines, and it has been uh, quite the journey, uh, a learning journey. Um, and even further now, we're all having to kind of dig a little bit deeper to learn how to operate in this post-pandemic world we found ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your your responsibility, your role. Yeah, so um, currently right now, I manage um, two big telecom clients um, across i um, these clients, actually the, the employees that I do manage are here in the Philippines. Um, and we do one of the clients, we do a little bit of everything, um, all the different life cycle, um, parts of the, of the customer journey, whether it, you know, it's collections or chat or retention care tech. Um, and the other one is really a business to business, uh, function that we do for, um, again, telecom services. So, sure. um, they, it, you know, it's been, like I said, it's been a wild journey, um, here on the telecom I side, bet. it's constant adaptation. I bet. Okay. Yeah. So William, let's get into it. Net happiness score. What is it? So net ha- the net happiness score um, is essentially, it's a feed off of a podcast that I believe that you guys are going to do um, after mine, um, where one of our employees, Andrew Riley, that works for our company, um, actually built a very simplified um, gauge to try to help us understand um, what our employee sentiment is. And a lot of the employee surveys that we have historically run um, they're very long. Um, they're very hard to interpret the data. It takes a little bit of uh, mad science to understand it. And so through the creation of what we call the Mudo meter, uh, we were able to kind of take that data back on the operations side and really operationalize it to where it's consumable. Um, it helps our frontline determine where and you know um, how to action or to engage with our teams. And so essentially, it's very close to what traditionally is the net promoter score. And it is a measure that takes our happy employees, um, it subtracts out our unhappy employees, um, and it gives you a net happiness of your workforce. Um, Obviously, uh, just like net promoter score, the lower that that percentage is, uh, the higher the opportunity, the higher the percentage is. Um, Again, I'm going to say we also have a good opportunity there 
to understand best practices and kind of share those across our organization. So uh, the net happiness score is really kind of just an amalgamation of the Moodometer data and really operationalizing it. Okay. Back by the way, I thought it was moodometer, but we'll we'll we'll, uh, moodometer, we'll moodometer. It depends yeah. where you're from. Tomato, right? tomato. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, now a big sort of influencing factor on even just you coming up with the net happiness score was when COVID happened and we moved thousands of employees to working at home. And was was that sort of the the background behind coming up with it? Yeah, you know, that was that was essentially the springboard. Um, and so, you know, initially when we moved our workforce to work at home um, last year, really in the March timeframe, Q, uh, Q, Q2 and, and Q3, essentially, um, you know, we started to notice that the old tricks didn't work anymore. And really what our employees were looking for um, changed and their sentiment changed about what they're looking for from a company. And so um, we noticed that because we had very high performing, low attrition programs um, and they started to they started to see an increase in attrition and a drop in performance. And so, um, I, and I am no expert, I'll give you that caveat up front, uh, but over the last probably six months, I've met with around 600 of our frontline leaders, support folks, and agents to really understand what they're looking for in a company. And so um, the net outcome of all those meetings is that our employees are really looking for compassionate leadership. Um, and when I say compassionate leadership, a lot of people um, kind of confuse that with, you know, not managing uh, KPIs and things like that, but it's actually the exact opposite. Um, compassionate leadership and what our employees are looking for is they're looking for us to create an amazing environment to where we bridge and balance our conversations. We recognize effort. Um, we celebrate the small successes of our employees. And, you know, we balance that with an opportunity that we want to coach. And so in the past, um, I would say that we are all probably pretty guilty of this is that we are very opportunity centric when we talk to our employees um, and it just creates a negative environment. And so as I started to see, you know, the, the pre pandemic um, techniques, um, you know, not work in the new world that we found ourselves in, um, you know, I really kind of hit the pavement and started talking to the employees to see what they want. And I identified that, you know, we need a way to measure this and a way to go out and to identify populations um, to where, you know, we need to adjust the engagement and the practices that we're doing um, and it's really to, you know, again, try to create a best in class employee experience, but we got to have some measure to help us know, number one, where to go. And number two is, are we getting to the end state that we desire to get to, which again, is not only to be the biggest BPO, but to be the best BPO and employee experience. And that's a key point, William. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And that is, you know, that's a big focus for us at ICOR, right? Is just creating a great employee experience. Absolutely. And I think, you know, your net happiness score is a great way for us to measure that. So why don't you kind of speak to us to like, how's it working? How, how's it going? Yeah, you know what? Um, so when I said that we operationalized the data, um, we built a bunch of workflows and engagement, um, you know, workflows to where we try to get our teams engaged. And, you know, Andrew will kind of get into that on, during his podcast, uh, but it's going very well. Um, what we have found is that through richer engagements and being able to identify populations to where maybe they haven't adapted to the new world and we need to spend a little bit more time with those leaders um, to kind of train them about the balanced conversations and how, you know, we're, if you think about this, Bernie, um, in a virtual environment, how do you create culture as a company? And it's really that 15 to 20 minute engagement you have with the employee. And so each of our leaders has the ability to build an amazing culture or destroy our culture. And we have to be able to identify who is not adapted to the new world and to go out and to really engage with those leaders and to train them about how to engage and interact with Icorians. Um, in this new world. So, um, 
And one of the programs that is doing a very good job at this, we've seen attrition cut in half in the last 90 days, uh, which is an absolute huge win. Um, the sentiment of the employees is skyrocketing. Um, we're getting a lot of positive feedback from the engagements we're doing. Um, and I feel like, you know, just the extra layer of love and compassion in today's world goes such a long way. I mean, even yeah. the very simple things like a two to three minute investment where you write and employ a message and say, hey, Bernie, how's your day today? How are your kids? Or, you know, how are you feeling? You know, how was your weekend? It's for us and the leadership roles is it, it only takes three minutes. But for that employee, you know, it means the world to them that you're sure. communicating with them something outside of, you know, the cornerstone KPIs that we always manage. So um, we're seeing great success with it. Um, our employee sentiment is going up. And so, you know, we're doubling down and we're going to keep going and we're going to find ways to improve uh, what we're doing and move forward. Great, great. Um, how are you using the data? How often is it is it reviewed? Uh, how how widespread is that data you know, distributed across the, the leadership of the organization? Absolutely. So um, the data is updated. So the surveys are, are weekly surveys. Um, and so the we use that data each week to help. Weekly surveys. Work. That's a key point. You, weekly you, surveys. You said that really well, fast. It, this it, is it, weekly. In, weekly. And the important thing is, Bernie, this isn't a 10-question survey. It's a five smiley face survey, which is very easy for our agents to execute. Right. When they come in, It's um, you know, it pops up when they log into their system. And so we get that data to our frontline leaders every week updated. Now, in addition to that, um, you know, I, we have a team that does that reaches out based on the data that we get from the surveys. And they're reaching out um, to a large percentage of our employees. And that's through I-Core communication tools or Slack or email or, or chat or um, text. And we're getting employee feedback. Um, this is positive feedback and it's feedback that we need to improve on. Um, and that data is published instantly to where the leaders can go out, they can pull historical data, they can go out and identify what the trends are, and really start digging in and leaning in to see what they can do to drive a better experience. So the data is readily available, uh, but they're weekly surveys, which is so impactful because now we don't have to wait for the quarter, we don't have to wait for you know bi-yearly surveys. Um, you know they're coming each week, and it gives us an opportunity to get out, execute, see the numbers change, celebrate success. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about it, William, is is the the elegance of its simplicity. So my next question is, I'm wondering if, um, I'm wondering how you're going to ask, answer this question. And that is, what do you see for the future of it? Considering that it's so simple, elegantly simple, I mean, do you see it evolving or do you think it, like it's not broken, don't fix it? Um, you know, I, I, I can't say that I do see it evolving from a process standpoint. I really like the delivery mechanism of the survey. I like the simplicity of the survey. How we consume that information and action it is definitely going to evolve over time okay. um, as we continue to append that data with feedback that we're getting, um, with the check-in information that Andrew's going to um, rely back or kind of review on the next podcast. So the way that we consume that information is going to evolve over time, and we're going to find better techniques. Uh, we're going to have better ways to display and, and understand the information. But from a mechanism of delivery, um, I would say that simplicity is really what is driving the value because it's so easy to do. Um, and we get so much feedback um, just from that one click, right? Like it's five surveys. If you love your journey at I-Corps, it's one if you don't. And if you select a one, you know, somebody probably needs to engage with that employee. And it might be a personal issue they have, which is okay. That still falls within our purview in, in COVID. Um, we need to be there for our employees, not only you know, to support them when they're on a call, but also to support them in their personal lives. A lot of people 
yeah. um, are impacted in massive different ways with COVID and we need to be there and we need to understand who they are and we need to execute on it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, again, I love the, I love the, the efficacy, the simplicity and, um, and just, you know, the ingenuity behind it. And as you said, on the next episode, we'll get into the sausage factory a little bit and discuss a little bit that's of the, right, like, yeah. the, the details behind that. So that's great. Absolutely. All right. William, one last question. And that is when you're not working, William, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. So, you know, Bernie, this is actually a funny question uh, because when I meet with our different leadership teams and support teams and agents, you know, one of the things that I ask everybody is what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Um, and we all have hobbies that we used to do. Um, and we all have hobbies that we do now. And so um, really my hobbies in the, in the pandemic world, which I think is going to be very similar to everybody. I love watching Netflix. Um, I love binge watching uh, Netflix. Um, I love to spend time with my family. And on the occasion, um, I like to ride motorcycles, but that's becoming very hard to do in today's environment. Um, so right. I'd say my, my key hobbies are spending time with my family and binge watching series on Netflix. Um, they are an amazing company that always comes out uh, with new series every week. And so um, that has kept me extremely busy. Fantastic. Well, you're, you're in good company. A lot of us are doing that. So, <laughs> so that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join me on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast and, uh, you know, sharing your backstory and the net happiness score, where it came from and how we're using it. It's really, it's ingenious, again, both in its simplicity and it's in, in, in its efficacy as well. So thank you so much, William. You're absolutely welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCor. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.